complacent it and wait the rays of a maze filled with change spinning you with a blindfold on so now you gotta find your target with my so young and the target's always moving trying to find the center every time overshooting it's like the pendulum swinging until the friction kills all the energy i'm bringing but really i am not the source just the metamorphin to provide a course a path that leads resistance the mode of our existence is really not to waste our potential and persistence but it's still a mystery to me my scenery is brimming with the truth hidden squeamishly fiendishly casting shadows of what needs to be i need to live and not just breathe but i need to give my all of myself up the ego is the enemy don't let it be the wealth of your soul there's so much more to you than that and so much more to it than this just focus in deep and let it manifest into everything you should have done no matter what you've been through you'll keep chasing and get tired but it's about chasing and feeling and it's okay to not reach your goal Only if your goal moves with you Lose your stroll Don't abuse the toll that it takes on you Pain should be expected when it rains on you And you can't control that In fact, control nothing It's a beautiful illusion Band-aid stuck to confusion And a need for answers And a need to be right Gotta learn to lose the grip And not hold this so tight Cause in the end our definitions don't matter They were just a means to communicate faster And pass the baton to the next generation The story's got more complex in the making and now everyone is lost in the story searching for meaning but there are no reasons shit just happens there are no reasons shit just happens i made my peace with that a long time ago this is johnny corn and this is by the way with johnny corn by the way um <laughs> we also have uh, producer dave uh in with us and we also have as our guest juicy delight Hey, how you doing? Now, before we get into anything, because you do quite a few different things, uh, where can people reach you if they want to see your show? If they want to see uh, First Friday Follies, they can uh, go to Facebook, First Friday Follies at Stork Club. They can add me as uh, Juicy Delight, J-U-I-C-Y-D-L-I-G-H-T. Um, they can come to debauchery, which is always the third Sunday at the White Horse. And those are your regular shows. Those are my regular shows. Those are two. If anybody else needs a host or an MC, holla. In fact, I have used you as a host uh, for a couple of different shows that I have done. Yes, uh, and we're going to do it again. Yes, we're going to be doing it again. Uh, I don't know if even if we hear had this a before. misunderstanding. Well, on April 11th is going to be my um, your, birthday your show. birthday show. Yeah, so if people listen to this before that, that's grapes to laugh. This will certainly be out before that. Okay, awesome, awesome. Yeah, so that's going to be grapes to laugh over at Tesora's, and you. I'm fi- I'm finally 50. I know, right? Can you imagine? Congratulations! Yes, I'm a half century old yay i'm old i was supposed to do the roast too but i was like oh oh i'm scared i'm scared uh and then you said oh it's not gonna be that kind of roast so I'm like okay great i'll do it and then i saw somebody else up there and i'm like oh i, I thought you weren't womp, gonna womp. No, I- <laughs> you're always welcome to come in and do a- I, I i can't do a set i'm not really a comic okay before we get into that um there's yes. a very well-known uh comedian uh, here in the Bay Area, uh, Tony yeah. Sparks. He's one of the better known. So. Tony Sparks. And he and I have uh, an opinion that you should be a comedian because you're funny. I Well, it, it's easy to be funny when I'm just hanging out and uh, am seeing something and something strikes me and I can talk about it in, in real time at the time. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure. I, I have to give it a shot. I have to write material. 
and hone it. Well, that helps. Yeah, I've I've heard that a lot, and maybe I should just do it once. It's on my bucket list to do a set, do a do a nice clean well, yeah. five minutes somewhere. Let's get into you. Okay. Shall we? <laughs> uh, first off, we have mentioned that you're a burlesque dancer. Yes. So, how long have you been doing that? God, forever it seems at this point. I danced for about ten years with my troupe, and before that, I danced uh, like five years with another troupe that I used to be a part of. Yeah, so a long time. How long have you been the host of uh, First Friday Follies? For about nine years now. It's been that long. It was though. It was handed to me at least, if not 10, if not 11, I, I kind of stopped counting. Now, I, I got to point out that both my wife and myself have been to a couple of your shows. Yes, damn it. You need to come more often. I it's know. free. I know. I mean, and, and, even oh. a broke motherfucker can come see my show. Now, now here's the thing. That show is really good. You like it? I like I the love show. That. Are, That's are, my are you favorite. Now, no, who? How do you choose the uh, talent that goes on the show? Well, this year I'm trying to do all new performers. So sometimes I just put a post out like, "Hey, I'm looking for some new dancers," um, and uh, I find them that way. Sometimes people come into town and like, "Hey, I hear you had a show. Can I come?" And uh, you know, some people are just friends who. I like to cast. So how how did you get into burlesque? Back in college, I used to always uh, joke around that uh, I would be a stripper if they would let fat chicks strip somewhere. And then a lady came into town um, from Detroit, and she had a burlesque troupe. So I went to the class. She was teaching class. She was about to move out here. So I took the class, and then later on, she's like, hey, you want to do the troupe? And I said, Sure. And that's how it started. Like, it was just that simple. I took a class. I joined the troupe. I danced with the troupe for a couple years. And then I stopped. And then I started my own troupe. Was this uh, here in the the Bay Area? Yeah. Because I know you're out of Oakland. Yes, Um, yes. How long have you been in the Bay Area? Because I know you're originally from Sacramento. Oh, gosh, that's a secret. Why would you ever tell the public you're from Sacramento? (laughs) Oh, Johnny, you betray me. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um... I'm like a lot of people from Sacramento. I say, I'm originally from Northern California. See, That's you how go. you know. If you ever hear that, That's that poor you know. human being is from Sacramento. See, there you go. Um, I have been out here for, at this point, golly whiz, a long, long, a long, time. long, long time. Okay, we'll just leave it at that. How about that? Yes. Let's do that. In addition to uh, doing burlesque, you also do, and I think this is awesome. What? You do... Um, I oh god what they call it I'm, I'm what happens about. use small words uh, what do they do what god. what happens there well let, let me get back into that because I'm okay. I'm forgetting what, um, uh, it used to be pro dom what oh that's the yes that's one subject I totally uh, forgot about what, no what's the other thing you were thinking of I was thinking flash mob but if you oh. want to talk about being a um, oh <laughs> I'm I'm not gonna say no well no no okay flash mobs I've um done one flash mob and there was a really fun documentary about it called Fat Mob. Um, I was like, I wanna do a flash mob. I, uh, my mom had just died and I just lost my job and then I almost died myself. <laughs> I needed a win. I'm like, what can I do, what can I do? I know what, I'll do a flash mob and I'll invite all my fat friends to come dance in public. I've been wanting to do another one. It was my thought that I would do one every year. Right. I cannot find another song that I want to dance to. I tried a song, I'm sexy and I know it. I tried that and it's just, the, the structure of the song really is not good for that. 
Now, would you go so. with a song that people know, or would you go with a song that people may not know, but it has a groovy beat and you can dance to it? Um, yes. I would go to whatever song hits me. Even when I had my troupe, like if I would pick a song for us to dance to, they would get a feeling I would get. Like I would like I would get goosebumps in my tummy. And I was like, yeah, I've got to use this song for something. So No, the reason why I ask is because there's a lot of uh, groups that are out there um, throughout the United States, well, worldwide, uh-huh. that may not be famous, may not have had a hit, but they do have uh, recordings and they are quite good. And I know Echoplex has about a trillion different songs that are... I would, I would listen if you had anything that you thought of in particular. I don't know of one in particular, but um, producer Dave, do you know of uh, a song that you would think of that would be great for a flash mob? Uh, I don't know. I mean, exactly. Pe- people have people have done all kinds of different music at flash exactly. mobs before, was, and it's just for me since I would be choreographing it. It would it would be something that I, that hits me. That hits you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Happy hit me. Happy was hitting everybody. Well, right, but um. But it it hit me in a different place, so I had to do a, a dance about it. Uh, you and I have acted uh, together. That was a ham, as the kids would say. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, Reggie Shorter was also in that. Oh, with the Jerry Curl wig. Yes. Yes, he did. Yes, um, and, the, and the outfit that Reggie was too I said tight. Hi. Yeah, it was way too tight. Yeah, it was way. So, and um, the director smelled like soup. Yeah, that's right. And I don't know why. It was the oddest thing. He smelled like chicken noodle soup. Maybe he had that before we went. No, it was a weird funk. It was a weird funk. It was okay. a weird funk, yeah. but it was a chicken noodle soup funk. And, and I mean, you took control, too, because you're going like, no, 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 no. I, what we're did gonna, I Because you're like, the, you're going to die a certain way. And he goes like. Oh, no. I didn't want what happened to me, what happened to you. And since they didn't have a fight captain, they didn't have a fight captain. He was going to, he was supposed to choke me out to kill me. He was going to break my neck right, to kill me. And this, who was that? That was El Boogie. Oh, he's so cute. I love El Boogie. Yeah, he probably at this point really wants to choke me out. So I told him that just put your hand uh, on my head and I'll jerk my head around. And it will look like you did it. That's basic fight yeah, captain stuff. It, exactly. But I'm like, you can't do it because you will hurt me. Like, well, no, you can't. <laughs> so, so we're in no. the scene. Imagine the scene. He's killing everybody. He's killing everybody. And um, so Reggie, of course, dies first. And um, in in an outfit that's way too tight. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, wardrobe was interesting. Anyway, so they go and throw me against a locker, except that he miscalculates how light I am. And I kind of flew a little bit, and I jammed my uh, thumb against... The, in fact, I had it uh, in a thing yeah. for a while. Uh, and uh, then, so you, it turns out what you did was really good. I, 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 you know I'm degreed in theater, right? <laughs> well, I know. I know. <laughs> so, so, yeah. I have so, a journalism degree, and you have... Yeah, your, I have a theater degree. Had I known, what I would have done is told him, put his hands on you, and you fling yourself where you want to be. That way you're in control. That way nobody gets hurt. Well, and I... It happened so fast that yeah. I just didn't know to brace myself. And the director didn't know. Slapstick. The director didn't know. You know and yeah. Had I known that, I know how to land because of slapstick. Exactly, so. which is why I would have had you take control. I didn't know he was doing that with anybody. So I'm sorry you got injured. You still okay? You're okay now? No, I'm, I'm fine now. I, I completely but healed. Still, that was years ago. There was no. That was yeah. years ago. Well, and then they also credited me as uh, John Nalty and not uh, Johnny Korn. 
Yeah, so I mean, so it's obvious to the audience that actually the two of us know each other pretty well. Yeah. Uh, we've known each other for quite a while right. now. And it, it's fun because that, that I remember that day fondly, partially it because fun. it was a fun experience to, to film said movie. Should, <laughs> should we say what the name of the movie Go was? Go ahead, why not? Ha- Halloween 7 Bloodline. And if you actually want to see it, it's on my website, johnnycorn.net. I actually put the full That's thing hilarious. on there. No, because I'm, I'm going like, this you is, did it. Yes, I did it. You know, is I comedy be of, of the corn up there as well? Comedy of the corn is not because I do not. Uh, I I need to get in contact with Michael Gilkison. Yeah, to how's see, he doing? In he's LA? doing excellent. Okay, so Michael Gilkison directed Comedy of the Corn. He also directed me in a few other things. He now is in Los Angeles, uh, getting uh, doing all this uh, directorial stuff, trying to get paid. I'm trying to get paid, trying mm-hmm. to get the big bucks, and uh, and really, I I'm going to say this right here, right now, um, and this is a recording that we have that will be safe for all ages that I think he is the uh, next uh, Ron Howard personally nice you know he's, there are he's worse that things good. to be you know uh, I really do he's one of the best directors I've worked with nice you know and I've worked with quite a few directors yeah uh, and you can tell the difference in between a really good director mm-hmm. and a really bad director you know you know how tell me the good director directs you <laughs> <laughs> the bad director says do it like that but different Right, and I had a director like that yeah, direct me through Romeo and Juliet. I played um, Lady Capulet, and I just needed help. And he'd be like, do that thing. Yeah, that's awesome. That's not direction. I'm like, I need some help. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's a, there's a a there are a lot of bad directors out there. Well, and uh, there are a few that I didn't even know what they were looking for, like... I go in. They say, "Okay, great, done." You should learn. You should learn that at the table read. Like that's basic. Well, this particular director didn't have a table read. Oh, okay. Yes. So I mean, there's there's been stuff like that that's happened. That's a problem. So you had a one woman show. Ah, uh, yeah, I did. I did. Is that going to come up? Um, yeah, I'm looking for places now. So uh, contact me on Facebook. Juicy D-Light, L-I-G-H-T, if you have a space. And it's D-Light, like D? Like D, period, L-I-G-H-T. Right. Um, I'm looking for spaces to put it up again. Um, I got really good feedback um, the first time I was able to do the full hour, slash is actually more like 40 minutes. Um, Lots of good feedback, lots of things I want to tighten up and change. Now, how did that come to be? Because uh, <laughs> my life uh, is crazy. Um, the name of the one woman show is Angry Black Woman. And that pretty much tells you all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> it takes place um, at a job I had where um, I was taken into HR because my coworker, a white woman, thought I didn't like her and the ridiculousness that that, that is. Because you know. I know you worked really hard on it, and I, I yeah. had been through, I mean, because we, we've known each other long enough that mm-hmm. um, I know when when you hone in on something, and this is one thing that the audience should really know about you, you are really kind of um, a perfectionist in some respects. You, you huh. really tried to get the art down to being perfect, or pretty close to it. You're, huh. Yeah, I, I, I see that in you. Interesting. Except... Yeah. Halloween Seven Bloodline. 
<laughs> yeah, right. Come back to that. I wasn't. I wasn't a perfectionist. I didn't know what I was doing until I got there. I must say, there's a couple times that you have hosted shows that I have um, produced. Yeah. What one stands out to you? But ask me the question again. What what show that you have hosted that I have produced stands out for you? Because I think I know the answer. I think probably the Tommy T show. That that was a good one. That was actually to yeah. benefit uh, the. Uh, people of Flint, Michigan, right? Uh, to, so they can get some drinking water that they could actually use. That was fun. And uh, the, you also uh, did the hosting of the clothing optional show. Oh, yes, that, yeah. See, I, I, yeah, I forgot a bunch of naked people. That's a bunch of naked people, that was a bunch, and, I, and that's, that's cool. coming back, by the way. I'm going right. Yes. Okay. Uh, April. No, it's not. Yeah, it's but in ju- it's uh, July 18th, I think it yeah, is. Yeah, you gotta wait yeah, till July it's 18th. really warm, like it's yeah. undeniably warm. Because and that, that's naked. over at Loop and Lodge. Yeah. For anyone that uh, is interested in that, but what, what do you think of the experience? I had a good time. I had a really good time. The only time I didn't have was homegirl's boyfriend snoring, drunk snoring. Now we should probably explain that a little and bit. Blood. Oh Jesus! So uh, Johnny got us a yurt to sleep in um so there are like several beds and we're all in there trying to go to sleep and uh homegirl and her, her husband. boyfriend husband hus- boyfriend boyfriend yeah they had been drinking all day and he was drunk snoring to beat the band and i kept trying to ignore him and going to sleep and i just couldn't finally i'm like girl you need to shut him up and she's like, oh i'm sorry i'm just used to it i'm sure you are please have him roll over well, and they also had the windows open. Oh, and the windows open, so it's yeah, hella so cold. It's cold. Oh my so god, so it's cold. It was... and, he, and he, I understand that because when you're drunk, you're warm. Well, it feels warm, but actually, all your pores are open, so that's why you could die of hypothermia when you're drunk. So uh, you're a burlesque dancer, and yeah. so how do uh, and and you date. And so how I do does... Date. I try to date. I don't know if I actually... I try. I, I give it the, the attempt. Well, how does uh, how, being a blessed dancer affect your dating? Okay. Um, or does it? Oh, it, 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 you know, it's funny. Most of the performers I date, for some reason, stop dating me after they see me perform, which is horrible because I'm like, yeah, come to my show, come to my show. And then they, they come to my show and then it, and then it's, and then it's kind of over after that. And I don't know why, because I'm the same person. And this is me holding a mic. This isn't me stripping, because I haven't, I, I strip still, but I haven't stripped in a long time. Like, I stripped in my, my one woman show, but, so yeah, so it makes it, it makes it difficult. I've also been told that I'm intimidating, which I'm thinking is kind of crazy because, you know, I'm full of love and yeah, cotton candy are. and gummy bears. So I don't, I never understood it. Well, I think it's because to, I speak in declarative sentences. Well, there's that. And then also you're a social justice warrior and some people sometimes, I, I don't know if that's part of it or not. It is. I write really fiercely online because right. I don't know how to, and it's weird because I've been told, I've been talked about that. Like I, I, I've been like, be nice, be nice, be gentle, be gentle. But I don't really know how to write that way. So I write what I think and I write very li- I linear that, and I write very directly. So it comes across more fierce than I intended to often. So, um, so that might be part of it. But when you meet me, 
Oh, you're, I am you're, sweet as pie. Are you kidding me? You are definitely sweet. I am such a sweet girl. I am. I know yeah, I no, am because I work at it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I do. Well, and and things like uh, we we've gotten involved in a couple of uh, different causes um, through throughout the years, and yeah. and every once in a while, and you've educated me too. And the thing is that people have to be able to listen and not let their ego get in the way, and that's how they learn. Well, that too, and um, and white people have to really learn that. We know, like when, when we're talking about race, right. that we know more, period, dot. We know more. And I know even more because I study it academically and have studied it that way. So when you say something to a white person like, blah, 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 this hurt, da, 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 a white person should be like, okay, tell me more. But they should not be like, this, that didn't hurt because of blah, 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 blah. Well, and, and everybody's experience is different. But white people's experience with racism is nothing. Exactly. No, yeah. I was going to get there. Okay. Uh, you're, you're, you're ahead of me already. <laughs> I'm telling you, I speak directly, direct AB. Yeah. I go like, straight there. Yeah, and I know Dave <laughs> Dave has uh, seen like, uh, and, and you have as well, like uh, on my social media, I'll sometimes put something up uh, uh-huh. just because uh, I'm poking the hornet's nest. Yeah, uh, you do. And every once in a while, I'll post something that I just think is interesting. I think, oh, this is interesting. Let me post right. it. And it's amazing to me, like the ones that I don't intentionally do are usually the ones they that blow up. They blow up. And <laughs> like the, I didn't think anything about, uh, for example, the Trevor Noah thing. Um, th- that, and, and that kind of went crazy. It went crazy because you have ignorant friends. Well, there's, there's I mean, that. really, I mean, I mean, not all your friends are ignorant, No, 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 obviously. the vast majority are, but, are uh, very really intelligent. But, ignorant yes. and, uh, and committed to that ignorance. Well, the interesting thing about it, too, is that I perform all over the place, and so uh-huh. there are people that will actually, and we'll get back to your performance in a second, too, because i got to ask you a couple more questions. But like my point is that uh, I'll, I'll perform in different areas, and um, some of the areas are more conservative than others, and some are more liberal than others. Sure. Uh, different cultures and such, uh-huh. in different areas of the country. So then these people I uh, kind of collect and they're on my social media and the whole thing. And then uh, I realize, wow, this is what, but they'll disagree with me yeah, and they'll be completely ignorant, but they still show up to my shows, which is fantastic. But also I think, I, I don't know. Could you be the guy they love to hate? I think that might be Because you're such a damn yeah. liberal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that not un- unapologetic too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, You've performed all over the place. Ish. I mean, with my troupe, we've we've been all over the place with my troupe. Now, what, uh, name a couple of the places that you've been. Oh, Jesus. I haven't been that far. I mean, over can- three cities in Canada, um, up and down the United States. Uh, nowhere. I haven't been anywhere. <laughs> so, wait a second. You've been up and down the United States. You've been... In Canada, which means that you're international, and you go like, "Oh, I haven't been anywhere." <laughs> well, you, you know, know just, Canada is like, you know, America's hat. You know, it doesn't. No, it's we America's top. Get it yeah, right, <laughs> right. So, so, I mean, I don't count it. I don't. I don't. I don't count it. You that don't know much. that's the largest unguarded border in the world. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They better watch out. No, they're taking our jobs. <laughs> I'm telling you. Of course you. they are. Build that yeah. wall. They're not the right fucking color for anybody to say they're taking our jobs. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> Producer Dave, everybody. No, that's true. That's true. Uh, but you do realize that Canada's going to be building, uh, if this keeps, if the Trump administration keeps going, and I'm not going to get real political here, but Canada is going to be building a wall to keep the American refugees out. But it's going to be made out of maple syrup uh, bottles. And the maple syrup bottles, the openings can be on the Canadian side, and that's just to mock us. 
<laughs> that is how I see that kind of. That's how you see that happening. With burlesque, you have uh, primarily, it's the only field I can think of in uh, entertainment where it's predominantly uh, female. Right. Um, whereas, uh, like comedy, yeah, let's have a couple more men do comedy because we don't have enough. Right, men. exactly. Yeah. Um, we do have a bunch of men coming up. There's a, a show that's really good called um, Black Manifest that happens at the DNA Lounge and. Um, all black male burlesque dancers. Now that sounds uh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 really good. Um, as produced by, I'll say it, my burlesque son, Mr. Jet Noir. And it's I think it's every now and then. <laughs> I, I can't. I don't think it's monthly yet. But I'm hoping he's he's working in that direction. Now, are there more men doing it? Yes. Than yes. there were when you started. So there's this thing called uh, Burlesque Hall of Fame Weekend, and it's a competition and and. For a while now, they've had a whole male competition um, for King of Burlesque. There's Queen of Burlesque and King of Burlesque. Are they majority like um, heterosexual, homosexual? A mix. It's a, it's a mix there's, of there's, there's gay, there's non-binaries. Um, it's pretty much everybody. Everybody. Everybody performs. Yeah. Fat, small, everybody performs burlesque. And that's one thing I like about... like. There, I see something in common in between, like the performing uh, at a nudist resort or clothing optional resort, and burlesque, because it's both about body acceptance. Not always, though. We like to in burlesque. We like to talk about body acceptance a lot, but who gets the most work will always be a skinny white girl. Period. Dot. Whether she can dance or not. Now that's unfortunate because it is. It, the thing is that they're different because that makes types. your show boring well, if you have the same type. Well, it's like when I produce comedy, I don't want to have everybody the same. Right. You know, Why would you? I, I want to contrast the people that are on there because, uh, spoiler, uh, I'm just going to, it's a spoiler alert. If you have women and different races on your show, they bring different experiences. Exactly. And then your show is better. Exactly. People talk about Grapes of Laugh and how great it is. Well, that's not really because of me. It's because of the performers. But the reason why right. the performers are good is because I seek out talent, and I don't care. Right. Like age, race, sexual affiliation, right. uh, sexual uh, preference. And that's the same thing it's, in burlesque. Like we just want to be entertained. Yeah. Can this performer entertain? Then let them on your stage and pay them. And that's the way I run First Friday Follies is because I produce that one as well. And that's at the Stork in That's at the Oakland. Stork Club in Oakland. And First Fridays, and you get a cool little street market thing, and then you go in, you buy a beer, and you watch some really good entertainment. But that's the same thing. I try to have a, a varied body types um because every and plus everybody has things they like to see right right too. and not everybody's gonna have the same taste exactly not everybody's gonna have the same taste so have a variety of um of people and body types and styles and yeah that doesn't really happen too much in mainstream uh burlesque anymore so my peeve of the day uh which peeve of the week until or peeve of the month uh, until we have our next show, is going to a show uh -huh. without, um, and, well, and, and you don't actually pay a tip to the talent that is there, and that's how they're getting paid. Like, for example, you do a, a comedy show or a burlesque show or anything of that nature, and you're fully enjoying the entertainment, 
and they're getting paid through tips and you don't give a cent. And my response response to that is fuck that the venue should be paying. I honestly believe that. Um, the venue is getting the benefit, and I'm not saying they need to pay a whole bunch. The venue is getting the benefit of having something to offer, which makes people come in. And there's uh, and if there's a, a minimum, they're making profit. So to pass the hat for people who are working their working their craft, um, it's weird. We 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 tend not to do that in burlesque. In burlesque, you got to get paid, like the producer pays or the venue pays. Um, if the producer can't pay, they work out something with the venue, whether it's a drink guarantee or, hey, you need to make sure you produce enough or that that there's enough money made that we can give you X amount. So, you know, I think, and this is my opinion, I think if you have, a ven- if you have something in a venue that serves something, that venue needs to chip in. I, I agree with that, particularly uh, after dot. that. Uh, off the hook experience that I had. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Which I'm not going to get into. Um, well, yeah. yeah, but I'm um, I'm thinking if you're doing something that helps a business, that business needs to help you. No, and I don't think it's I don't think it's I don't think it's unreasonable for um for a venue to offer to pay forty fifty dollars per performer because people are coming for that. We've we keep teasing about this, but I have to actually ask you. Mm-hmm. You are a pro dom. I am a pro and lifestyle dom. That yeah, could, we could talk about that on a completely different show too, because I have an idea. But okay, I need to uh, ask you this: a couple questions. Ask me anything you like. How did you get into that? Uh, I'm an angry black woman, and that seems <laughs> to be the best way to work through my anger issues. Uh, quasi-legally. Um, how did I get into that? Well, like I said, I'm a lifestyle dom, and then I lost yet another job, and uh, a friend of mine is like, hey, I think they're looking for more girls at uh, Fantasy Makers, which is in El Cerrito, and I'm like, yeah, all right, let's there do it. So, so then I worked there for a couple years. And so do you currently have a... Uh, are you pro-doming now? Not pro-doming now. Um, I still have I still have a couple of subs in my life, um, but yeah, not pro not pro-doming. But you would if the right person came along. Uh, I would if the right amount of money came along. There yeah. you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, sex work is real work. No, it is. Give oh. me some money. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny when, when you, like you know you'll have somebody who's like a heavy masochist who really wants you to work for free. Like, uh, well, you know, last time we just had a couple of drinks. I'm like, if yeah, she probably didn't have as many skills as I have. I'm very skilled, Dom. I'll take word for that. Yeah, but uh, if you could always find out, JC. <laughs> I'll give you a discount. See, there you go. I'll yeah. I'll have to ask Donna. <laughs> so Donna, by the Donna way, Donna loves me. She'll she say does. yes. I adore her. I'm really sad she's not here. Yeah. Now Donna's my wife. For those that are kind of, who's Donna? She's <laughs> my she's my wife. Uh, she's an she is an enigma. Uh, she comes to shows of mine occasionally. Yeah. Uh, but rarely enough that people ask if she really exists. 
what what's like the craziest experience that you have had on stage? On stage, uh, the craziest experience I've had on stage as a burlesque dancer is um, is making myself nude from the bottom down. We do, um, gosh, we we used to do a number to Baby Got Back, like oh. a metal version, a metal version, not the regular version, right. a metal version of Baby Got Back. And then we have the uh, granny panties, which were rip away panties, rip them away, and then underneath we have a thong, right? Right. And, um, and it's uh, the law that your pubis and your nipples have to be covered. Right. So, um, I couldn't, my breakaways weren't breaking away. I'm just tugging and tugging and tugging. And then I just muscle it off. And then I muscle the other side off. And I rip them off and I fling them like we're supposed to. And uh, and I turn around because we're spinning. So I turn around and one of the stagehands, who's a really good friend of mine, Rec Less, uh, he looks at me, he looks down, and he lifts an eyebrow. And I was like, oh shit, I know exactly what that means. And I just take off running off stage. I just leave the stage. Because a, a bar could be closed down. Right. Um, if any of that stuff. So I just leave the stage. And my troupe finished out the act. And uh, it freaked out. And I kept trying to get my clothes together to leave. Like, I don't want anybody to ask me any questions. But uh, for me, that was the weirdest thing. Is that I was like naked from the bottom down. And that wasn't the first time I'd done that. Wait, wasn't the first time that you had done that? I had that. done that at a festival, uh, a local festival. I'd ripped off my, um, my, all my panties. Let's talk uh, siblings. Do you have a sister? I have a sister. You have a sister. And we are estranged. I don't really talk to her. Okay. No, it's fine. No, I mean, the reason, not, the reason yeah. why I ask is because every time uh, I ask people on there, I ask them about their family. Yeah. So I know that you uh obviously I had a mom and dad because you're, <laughs> yeah, cause you're, I'm you're here because i'm here you know yeah see, my dad's it, like 95 is my he that's super old yeah well let me see how old am i okay uh carried it to uh he is actually 93 my father's now 93. my dad if he were still alive would have been 89 wow yeah, and you don't think about it. Like, you have all these rock and rollers out there that right. that um, have health issues or have died recently. Right. Uh, like Mick Jagger just uh, has that heart thing. That's he's going on, on his way. So if you don't make this tour, yeah. you're not going to see him. Yeah. If he if he is able, and and that's the way it's going right now. Well, let's look at what happened with the monkeys. They they were on tour. They canceled the rest yeah. of the tour. Uh, then Peter Truck died. Right. Right. And so, and it was really, I and was going like, drop what? like flies, man. Yeah. So he had, and then Michael Nesmith had uh, open heart surgery, he had a quadruple bypass, and then uh, Mick Jagger now is having uh, valve replacement. Right. And um, so it's like, the people forget how old these guys are. No, we don't. All you got to do is look at them. Well, that's true. <laughs> if you hear them, they might be okay. But if you listen, if you watch, and and so yeah, so any of these old guys, and I would say the same thing with the Beach Boys or any of the other groups that are together from back in the day. Uh, if, we went from me having a sister to the Beach Boys. Yes. Producer Dave, are you smoking him up, and I'm just not seeing is that what's happening? No, it's cool. This ain't my show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Who who's better? Better. Tiffany or Debbie Gibson? I always thought Tiffany. I always thought Tiffany was a better singer. Okay. Uh, yeah, I always thought Tiffany. I, I, I'd say uh, Debbie Gibson. Really? Why? Just because to you be did, a because contrarian? Because you took, uh, you took yeah. Tiffany. Just to be contrarian. Just, just you know, because I have to. Yeah, just like when it came to, 
what's your name? Oops, I did it again. Oh, and Britney Spears. Jeannie La Bottle. Uh, that is Christina Aguilera. Christina Aguilera. Oh, All absolutely. day, every day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. uh, Christina Aguilera actually knows how to sing. Yeah, she's got pipes. She has, she's a belter. Yeah, she can get those notes. Yeah. And she does really good runs. She does far too many of them. But um, but at least she can do them. Favorite um, female musician? Favorite musician, favorite female musician... Well, as far as vocalists, sure, I or or love, group, uh, I really love Gladys Knight. Oh, okay. I tell you how old Gladys I am. Knight and the Pips. I really like Gladys Knight. No, not without the Pips. Yeah, oh, I'll just just her in general. Yeah, they are right. Um, I also like Jessie Norman. Okay, I think she's amazing. Uh, and I also like um, Esmeralda Spalding. Ooh, she's, she's awesome. Yeah. Yes, uh, Mel. Uh, I like. Well, oh, what genres? I didn't even uh, any, any, genres. any genre. What I like. Genre you um, I like Luther Vandross. I like Chris Cornell. That one really broke my heart when he died. Um, that's all I can think of right now, even though there are tons of people I like. Well, sure. I, uh, and see, like, you know me and my era. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of stuck in the 60s. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So or no, or, or maybe the early 70s. In the 60s. You know, uh, Temptations of the Four Tops. Temptations. Okay, you and I agree on that. All day. Yeah. Well, they have ball confusion. I mean, come on. Dude. You know. Yeah, I do like the four tops. Um, not not to say the four, there's anything yeah. wrong with the four tops. I just yeah. you know, um, Jen and Dean or the the Beach Boys. Beach Boys. Okay, I, I do like Jen and Dean. Yeah. Um, so I, I drive slower, boy. Drive slower. I I will say um, you you pass the test. Oh, okay, I, you, that means I can stay. And, and you know what you get as a reward? What? To, you get to talk to me. Oh hooray!
then the traditional Kenny Thomas fade out, which will take about three hours. This is Johnny Cornyn. This is, by the way, and with me in the Echoplex studio here in beautiful Woo! Campbell, California, is Juicy Delight. Ow! So if Juicy, Juicy, if people want to check you out, uh, where are the places for them to check you out? Say, Best place to check me out. I am old, so I don't really Instagram or tweet, but I will learn how to do that. I will. I'll teach you. Create a skill that I am doing that more often, but most often you can find me. On Facebook, First Friday Follies at Store Club and Juicy D period L I G H T on the Facebooks. The Facebooks. Shaking my fist at the sky. Yes. That's what I do. Why? All day, every day. Shake my fist at the sky. Well, because, you know, you uh, do get involved in several um issues uh, political issues i do and and stupid people are allowed to post on their feet as well and <laughs> that's right and <laughs> and, and you, you know you and i have this in common we both like to stir sheet issues. i don't, well you know for me that's the thing i think i think that's a that's a difference between watching the experience and having the experience is that i'm not stirring shit up i'm fighting for my life Understood. Um, when we're when we're talking about race, I I really need people to see me as human, and uh, and I know for a fact people don't like. The the sad part about it is like I'll post something that I don't think is necessarily controversial, and then it becomes con. I mean, like that tells you how fra- how fragile people are. Exactly, they don't want to they don't want to think about race. They don't want to talk about race. They don't want to get rid of their own racism. Uh, they don't want to do anything. They want. They like the status quo. It's like anyone who complains about PC and PC culture. Those are people who just want to continue to abuse without being called in, or and called out even, or being held accountable in, in in any way. They just want to, you know. Well, maybe you'll agree with me on this. Um, but Hit me. There is a term that drives me absolutely nuts. What's that? Reverse racism. That's because it's a term that doesn't exist. Exactly. For two <laughs> reasons. One, if you actually literally yeah. take what reverse racism is, it's the reverse of racism, well, right? So the term itself would mean that racism doesn't exist, right? If, if you take it literal. And anyone who uses that term at me, whenever I see the term reverse racism, the first thought I have is, oh, you're an idiot. There you go. The other thing is, like, if if, if there's something that happens, uh, some sort of prejudice towards a white person, that would still be racism. If a white person could have racism toward them, it would still be racism. It wouldn't be reverse racism. It would. Well, there's there's that, right? And also, white people need to understand that um, people's motivations are different. Absolutely, you know. across the color divide. For example, uh, I just posted something praising black men. And somebody posted something about like, all men are this, that, and the other. It's like, yeah, we realize that. Right. Well, (laughs) like it's not, if it were, if everything were equal, there would be no need for that. Right, well, one thing I'm going to point out also is as a uh, middle-aged white guy, Yeah. um, I have all the privilege. It's true, uh, and and I and I know it. And everyone saw a joke about using my white privilege. For example, mm-hmm. I was with Reggie yesterday in some uh, in San Francisco. We were doing stand up, and uh, it was and I was the only white person in the group. 
uh, and we're oh. outside of the the club, and we, a police car goes by. I said, "Don't worry, I'll use my white privilege." There you go. And <laughs> you know what? If the police were to stop, that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Uh, exactly. Exactly. So, so I mean. I joke about it because I mean these are all comedians, so they're all going to be like just they're they're just being funny. Right, we're out there being funny. Yeah, uh, and hanging out, hanging and out, being outside, smoking probably. How did you know? <laughs> That's why we were outside. Exactly. Why else go outside? Yeah. In San Francisco, where it's cold. Why would you? Yeah. Do that? Why would you go outside for that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that you know, and that that's the sort of thing too um, that uh, when I, Donna, of course, is is uh, a. A woman of color and I am not and being that she's married to me uh, we've gotten pulled over a few times and when that happens she goes like oh you're doing the talking absolutely and so without a doubt if she it, yeah and in fact she shouldn't have to tell you you should already know well no I already knew yeah but she kind of will tell me anyway as if I don't know <laughs> don't that this know. is the routine that's going to happen yeah. already. Why would you guys, why do you guys usually get pulled over? Well, the last time uh, my car broke down and the, the officer was just checking to see okay. uh, why we were on the side of the road. And I said, well, my clutch went out and uh. we're waiting for a tow truck. And so it goes like, okay, carry on. Um, and then, but there are a couple of other times that it's happened. Uh, usually it's something really, really minor. Like uh, having a tail light out. Oh, okay. But um, did you have a tail light out? I did actually. Okay. Yes, I was trying to remember that. Yes, it, I did, and that's the one thing I tried to remember, like on her car, to make sure that um, everything on it is actually functional and working properly, Absolutely. and the whole thing, because that's the one thing I have to think about ahead of time because I don't want to, her to be on her own pulled over. Right, on her own pulled over, or just you just don't want her in a faulty yeah, car. That, that's true too. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, and I'm hyper vigilant, like with tail lights and like all. I just want to make sure all that shit, shit works. That know. post you did about the Trevor Noah, where he really brilliantly and very simply breaks down reparations and the need for it. And he's uh, African, so it, it's like I. He's, it, well, well, they, you know, their education. Everybody's education system is better than ours. Well, no, my my thing with that is knowing enough about the American experience. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They, their world history classes, I'm sure are a thousand times better than what we're learning here. And he's an incredibly talented guy. Yeah, but um, I like the way he broke that down. And there's somebody on your page who just is deflecting, and uh, she's deflecting, she's, uh, yeah, all of that. And, and I kind of missed uh, part of that at when it was happening in real time because uh-huh. a friend of mine was in the hospital, and so I wasn't actually looking through the comments as much Take as I Take a look. Did. It's really sad, but it, she's not the only one who thinks that way. And that's where I find, like, oh, that's really sad. Well, and that's one of the reasons why I keep people like that in because people need to hear or see that that actual opinion actually is still there and still somewhat pervasive right uh because me being a um uh an entertainer i have to use my platform to a certain extent to try to get people to think about different things not just right. not just race but about like uh other things, uh, other things as well uh, poverty i talk about a lot right. i talk about uplifting the the poor um, I talk about hum- hunger and uh, get involved with Second Harvest Food Bank. Right. Uh, so there's a lot of that, that that goes on. That's kind of part of it. So if people are now, this is my private uh, room group yeah. or pri- private Facebook page. But 
it's open to the public. It's wide open. Right, right, and right. Anybody can see it. And I, right. that's by, uh, that's on purpose. By design, yes. That's by design. Absolutely. And you, your uh, Facebook page is your personal pa- Facebook it's page. It's my personal page, but, but it's, also it's also open, open. to the public. Um, yeah, and if you get out of line, then you just get blocked. It's not that big a deal to me. You know what the easiest way to get someone blocked for mine <laughs> is is if they're promoting a show and they put like a hundred names in there that they're. Um, oh, I hate that. Oh, thirsty. Oh, I hate yeah. that. Thirsty, thirsty, thirsty. And people will do that who don't really know you. Exactly. You're like, so oh, turn, that's a fan, now, and you it, add them, and the next thing you know, it's like, mm-mm, baby. So I, I'll turn around. Un- untag myself and right. then block them yeah because yeah. I'm like nah, I don't need that now if it's something I want to promote like I have promoted Kenny Thomas before right. I have promoted you before I mm-hmm. have promoted you know, but you guys are my inner posse right right I'm going to promote you guys because right. you're friends you know I'll produce like other people's uh, podcasts right I-, I will put them up there and I will say I'm not part of this podcast but you should check, check it, it out. out. Yeah, that's, uh, and that's very sweet of you. Yeah, to make sure, you know. So uh, we're going to be wrapping up in a second. Uh, before we do, yeah, uh, Juicy Delight. Yeah. How do people find your Facebook page? Uh, you go to Facebook and you type in capital J U I C Y, capital D period, capital G. Oops, capital L I G H T, and then. Uh, You'll see a picture. It's a blackout picture. I was just not in a good mood a couple of days ago. I'll put another picture up. Yeah, it was but completely black. It's completely black. It's like a black square right yeah, now. Yeah, I was moping. I was moping. Uh, Monday and Tuesday were mope days. Because it's going like, okay, what's that all about? You changed moping. it. And I was going like, what, what's that all about? Mo- I was moping. Moping. I was, I was going getting like, did, my Did you not turn the light on, on when you took the picture? I mean, what, or did you keep the lens on the camera? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no. no, I was moping. I was moping. Yeah, and a lot of people do that like I know I have two friends who when they're just not having it they black out I was trying to black out my cover picture too but I couldn't figure it out how to black it out so I just like it's just white like the hell with it you're, you're very interesting am I because <laughs> I now I understand why and yeah. I figure so well, whenever you talk see to that you. check in or don't got it got it, got it. <laughs> now probably, I know what that means I'm probably in bed because I was I was in bed for the whole day me and my beautiful dog Tiberius. Tiberius by the way Tiberius is the world's sweetest dog he's the best guy oh my god oh. this dog he melts my heart and I want to stop time because he's getting old and I'm like no yeah, you have he, to stay with me forever well from the time I first met you to now uh-huh. I mean he has slowed down quite a bit yeah he's old uh, he's but like 10, I mean he so. he deserves you know he's an elder statesman now <laughs> right who wrote something so I will uh, just leave you with this. You uh, yeah. are you have two shows. Yeah. Uh, one is over the stork first yeah. Friday follies. And look for angry black woman at a theater near you. And that's going to be coming up. That's her one woman show. Yeah. That's and that's, that's going to be popping. We don't know where yet, but once it happens, um, make heck uh, if they contact me if they don't remember you. Uh, oh, yeah. Then I'll give the information. I am as well. unforgettable. What are you talking but about? But you're totally unforgettable. I'm just a mark on your it, soul once you know me. That's okay. That's absolutely true. Oh, shut uh, up. <laughs> now, I, I, I take that. I'm talking so I, much shit right now. All right. So, this is, by the way, uh, this is Johnny Corn. I will be doing this show uh, probably once a month. And if you want to. Uh, join Discord. Uh, you feel free to do that, or uh, you can hear this wherever you hear our podcast. I want to thank producer Dave. I want to thank uh, Juicy D Light. And do check out her shows. They are pretty awesome. All right. And this is Johnny Corn. Just have a great tomorrow.